0: Oh, yeah. 99, 99. In
1: Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident Rave Dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Metis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Welcome to episode 21. Next week is Listener Appreciation Week on CJSW 90.9 FM. I'm busy working on something special for that. So today, we're going to listen to a recut of a conversation with Emirates from Obscure Music, an awesome Western Canadian-based dance music label. Remember, you can stream Rave Dad's Diary anytime you like on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy this show, Please share it with a friend and consider giving it a review. Okay, it's time to wear black and listen to techno. In late November 2020, I spoke over Zoom with Obscure Music co-founder Emerence Merkel. Emerence used to live in Calgary, but now they're based in Vancouver. Our conversation begins with Emerence talking about a performance they experienced in Berlin, Germany featuring techno artist Max Cooper.
2: I have, um, I'm a very lucky person. I always win draws. I always put into draws because I have, I just win all the time. It's great. Um, but Shelly, my best friend from Calgary, who I also met through the rave scene came to Berlin and I was like, well, I'm going to put in, I'm going to try and win these tickets for us. And we ended up winning and it was a whole meet and greet with Max Cooper. I was already lucky to have met him in Calgary, but, um, he did a whole experience where he showed his, um, his programs where he actually builds the illustrations and uh, like the vector movements with the sounds. So everything that he creates uh, on a sound level is connected to these visuals. And it was mind-blowing. I've never experienced music like that to have like something so visual as well as uh, an audio experience. It really changed how I experienced the music in that time. Um, and his style is amazing, you know, and his whole, his whole ideas, um, he had the animator from the matrix help him with those, um, with those visuals. So he was very, it was very beautiful and very intricate and yeah, it really just changed how I experienced music and, you know, normally dark room, closed eyes, you know, um, it was a whole package and it had me thinking a lot about what I would want to bring back to Canada as far as an experience for the crowd and for the people. Um, yeah. Really, really mind blowing stuff. He's amazing. If you don't know him, definitely check him out. In, um,
1: in 2016, you started Obscure Music with, exactly. with Reiner. So uh, tell me about how Obscure Music came to be. And, uh, it, you know, how, how did your trip to, to Europe kind of lead to or help inspire Obscure?
2: It was a big part, actually. Um, I had come back to Calgary and I had stayed for, I think, two months because I was like, whoa, I can't do this. Uh, it was really snowy and the bus wasn't coming. You know, i had become an efficient German over the last year and a bit. So um, I, I took off to Vancouver in the spring. I had, uh, yeah, like I said, only been in Calgary a couple months. And once I landed there, my best friend Reiner had been living in Vancouver already. So That was a a nice treat for me and a a good reason to move. Um, They were uh, doing the beat drop thing pretty heavy and feeling pretty um, inspired from beat drop as well.
1: Music uh, Beat drop music production and DJ school in Calgary.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had both gone there. We both went to school there. They also became a a teacher there. Mm -hmm. But I think the community aspect really influenced a lot of how they were feeling. Um, and and wanting that community, you know, like seeing a kind of a hole in where we could potentially provide something that wasn't happening. Um, and, and it started out really simple, actually. Like we just had ideas of just bringing the community together um, through events and specifically queer um, and and women, you know, um, uh, who wanted to join us. But... It was their idea, actually, to to come up with the label. And I was feeling hecka inspired at the time. So we we just started doing our community outreach right then and there.
1: Shout out to yeah. Cloves Reiner, who couldn't join us on this phone call because they are beginning a new job today as a full stack developer. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out. That's, like, a a huge deal, and um, I know that Reiner's been working very hard on this, so I'm uh, very very proud of them, and um, another uh, accomplishment to add into a very uh, awesome music career to this point, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish... I wish Reiner could be with us here today, but I understand.
2: Yeah, they, uh, they got pretty uh, hooked up from that company to, to you know, be successful it, and I want that for them. And, you know, at first, you know, you know, I knew they needed to chase their dream at this moment. And that's just part of, you know, the ebb and flow of owning a business with someone. Um, but there's so much to come with that full-stack development career in our record label. No doubt. And what... So we have more to talk about for sure. Um, but just know that we are really focusing on community at this moment um, and going deeper into what that means to us, being more than just a place that uh, releases music.
1: Tell me about some of the parties you started throwing in Calgary in the mid-2000 teens.
2: Yeah, so we had frontier for quite a while in calgary but um that was at habitat over the last little while it was at habitat yeah it was uh russell powershark um ruby was originally on the crew and cloves and michael benz was um helping facilitate the night with us it was basically a night where we uh made a full space theme techno experience (laughs) from nine till two in the morning Um, and Russell would make these really intricate stories that we would uh, essentially just make a full back-to-back set with and I loved, loved that time in Calgary. It was so lovely. Um, we also did um, actually our last show at Hi-Fi was a label release. Um, it was hard stomping techno. We actually turned Hi-Fi into like a little treasure club. We had like a big fence that we built around the DJ booth and, it was awesome to turn Hi-Fi into that because I never got to do that. Um,
1: Amazing. So you it was brought quite fun. You brought, you brought some of Berlin back with you.
2: Absolutely. I think that never leaves you once you... It's like, you know, once you go techno in Berlin, it's kind of like you become a techno head in, in some sorts, you know? And that's like even my brother, when he came, he didn't like techno. And I definitely, I definitely converted him, let's say that.
1: You have put together some music that represents obscure music, and we're going to take a walk through some tracks. Uh, let's play one of the tracks now. Heck yeah. Okay, so this is uh, the first track. Tell me about this track, I'm freaking Out, sister.
2: Oh, this track I wanted to uh, showcase today because it was the first track we had that kind of became successful for us. Um, it was picked up by Richie Houghton last year Um, Richie Houghton and Reiner have worked together in the past but I really appreciate his um, community efforts and desires to kind of go into all angles of the communities and find music Um, but he released this track actually on Plus Two there was a um, he basically put together something called Close Combined it was like a ongoing mix but he had also put in a lot of his live elements to it and i'm freaking out Sisto was one of the tracks that was chosen um, it's one of our earlier releases and the release itself is an entirely female composed uh release female and queer so it was the first one that we did that was fully queer female um, we, were, we had a few men kind of on each release but we were really pushing towards a full release of like female queer talent and this was it and it was awesome that it got picked up by Richie and uh showcased and now it's one of our top 10 tracks on the label at the moment and yeah I just love I love the way it sounds it's it's not like anything we ever put out before also
1: all right let's check it out In the background is the track "I'm Freaking Out Sister" by Jen Series. I'm here with Emeris Merkel, co-founder of Obscure Music, and they're walking us through some releases on that label. Hey, Emerence, Hey. Tell me about this artist that we're listening to right now, Jen Series.
2: Jen Series is actually from Germany. Um, she was think one of the first ones we did from Germany yep she was um many to come after that she's still a small artist though and I think that's another big part of what we do is that we are also uh corner diggers I would say we're constantly looking for artists no matter how big they are um she's definitely hard to find on the internet uh you have to look through our stuff to find her on Beatport. but um like I said it's not about us for how many followers you have it's it's a quality that you can provide um so i was really lucky to meet them through reiner it's one of reiner's friends i actually don't know how they met um things are still a little blurry from those from a couple of years ago in the beginning well
1: isn't that just the my favorite thing about electronic music is that i mean you, you can just reach out to somebody and and, and forge that relationship mm-hmm. uh, you know they can be on the other side of the world you never you might never meet that person face to face but uh uh, you, you can get to know them through their music. Absolutely. Let's talk about this uh, this next track you've put together for us. This is the two label heads of obscure music. We have uh, Cloves and Emerence. Uh, what's this track?
2: Langover Lauren. And so this release in particular, uh, why we're showcasing it on the radio today is because it's the first release that we did together. We did it in the hotel room during movement. Uh, It took us, I think, like two hours. (laughs) Um, I already had some stuff I was feeling inspired by, but, you know, leading up to May last year, um, we were both feeling pretty exhausted. And when we landed at movement, it really just purged all of that um exhaustion and just and in mundane life that we were living in calgary because we were in it <laughs> we were in it so quick and um yeah we were just at the grounds and uh we had just seen uh volvox and we went back to the hotel and we just slayed these two tracks together <laughs> um but langa Verlorn is the one that we really we, we really like together
1: what stage was volvox playing on
2: she was playing at the resident advisor stage
1: okay was it like one of the outdoor stages or one of like yeah. the, the the like parking garage <laughs> it's uh
2: yeah. it's like the parking garage it's like in the base like in the in the bottom yeah uh, and uh, it's, it's such an interesting little place because it's like dark they try to emulate like a club experience yeah. in there
1: everybody's smoking <laughs> cigarettes and it's so loud and hazy, <laughs> and Jules. and, uh, and jewels. Yes, I suppose it yeah. would have been jewels at the time. listening to the track Lange Verloren and I'm here with Emerence, and we're talking about obscure music and this track is by Cloves and Emerence, and you can find it on obscure music. Emirates tell me about this track.
2: What does the name mean? Long Lost um, I think in that moment for I mean I came up with the name um, there's always going to be a little bit of a German flavor I think on anything we do together but uh, long lost to me, I think at the time, like I was saying, it was, we were, we were longing for kind of like that really intimate experience that we had been lacking being in Canada, not, and also being techno heads in Canada. We are, I would say, there are times we're satisfied for sure, but I think to get that like real German experience, you know, movement just really like brought us that long loss feeling that uh, we were kind of craving. And you can hear it in this track. Um, It's, it's powerful. It's extremely powerful. We had, we, you can tell we're shedding some, some energy through it.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about that, about, uh, you know, the, the, the longing and um, being a fan of, you know, music that is underrepresented in an area that you're from. I mean, I, I, having, having worked at clubs and having programmed music at clubs, you know, you, I couldn't bring in all techno artists because there's the like handful of people that really love that techno music, but they're not coming in to like drink a bunch of booze and make a bunch of money on the bar. You know, techno is a, a difficult thing to present in Calgary. Tell me more about how that played into the creation of obscure music. And I mean, there, there's a current running through this program, through Rave Dad's Diary, of people not being satisfied or not seeing what they want and they kind of make it themselves. Uh, is, does this fall into that category?
2: Yeah, I think that what ends up happening is everyone in Calgary, and this is the one thing I can appreciate, is that we're, we're go-getters because we have to be. We're like, cool, we want this, we're going to do it. Techno is extremely hard to sell. Like I said, it is kind of like more of an experiential vibe. So you got really got to build that ambiance, you know, like putting it into Habitat, like on a stage with like the disco light. It's not the same. It's not, you, you need that like dark, dungy experience, you know, or it's, you know, the moody lights and it's tight, sweaty, you know, there, there's a whole experience I think with, with techno. Yeah. Um,
1: it really yeah, freaks out the squares, you know.
2: It really does. Especially on a Habitat, like you have like your businessmen rolling through, like when things were like up and going, you know, we still had like the businessmen like ran the, paid for everything for us <laughs> to do <to> our rave. <laughs> You know, we're like, thanks for showing up. Thank you so much because you're helping us do this. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you know, shout, yeah. out, shout out Habitat and, and the clubs that uh, you know would 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 take a risk on on presenting these styles of music.
2: Absolutely, hey, Gary Chang, man, shout outs, man you you put up with a lot too because <laughs> we, we annoyed you. Like, please, can we do this? Please um yeah and so as far as that goes too out in Vancouver we did start uh I started a party called Gouda Mansion Good Girl uh it was at 333 and it was like that very experience that I had in Berlin um and I was doing that with Jody Overland we did a few shows together I did a few on my own there as well but it was like that stomping acid till seven in the morning like until they told us to stop Going hard, um, <laughs> can, experience not really like helps.
1: <laughs> For anybody who's never been to three 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 in Van, can you describe it, please?
2: Hmm. Well, I did hear that Chip Wilson is the reason why it's closed now. Oh, really? But it was. Uh, yeah, he owned the space and Index across the street, and they both closed now. Sadly. Um, but I know, I know, hard times while I was gone. And I heard about this, but three 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 is an automotive garage that essentially you could go down to 333 across the street as indexed. You could kind of stand in the middle of the street at like three in the morning and be like, what am I in the mood for? Disco or 170 beats per minute. Not sure what I'm hearing right now. 333. 333 was always known for having like the most insane experiences of music. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's Acid, sometimes it's metal, sometimes it's just, like, some fast, like, DDR-style, like, anime music. You never know.
1: It was, yeah, a four-in-the-morning kind of place. Absolutely. All right, let's listen to some more music on Obscure Music. Up next is a track by Cloves by Reiner. It's called Bound. Tell me about this one.
2: Ooh, this is one of my favorite releases on the label. Um, I think because, you know, Reiner's been on this beautiful journey with music and figuring out where they want to be and how they want to present themselves and being a part of that as a friend, but also as a, uh, you know, someone who is who knows their sound very well and and them as a person. This release is so, uh, is, is about them shedding that um, expectation of the world and, and also just accepting being sad and feeling down in in the pits you know uh Freak CP was was definitely a journey through emotions with with Reiner and uh Bound is one of my favorite tracks I asked if we could use Bound um because it's just powerful and I wanted to show what they're capable of of uh producing
1: You're listening to Rape Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM, CJSW. And my guest today is Emerence, co-founder of Obscure Music. And we're listening to a track by Obscure co-founder, Cloves, called Bound. Emerence, you were talking about your relationship with Cloves, with with Reiner. And uh, yeah, you two have been through a lot. Tell me about your creative relationship together. Who does what?
2: Okay. Yeah. So we've known each other since I was 15. So we've got a long history together. We didn't start making music together until uh, 2012. And I've been watching them as an artist grow into their sound um, as far as the label goes, it's also been a journey because we both bring different things to the table. I am very much a aesthetic kind of person. So the uh, visuals and all the videos, um, that's all, all me. Um, we both, I would say, do pretty equal amounts of PR. Um but as far as things go, like they—they're the more quiet one. I'm the boisterous, reaching out to everyone. Like I'm going up to that person at the party, that person at the party, and everyone knows Cloves because they're an amazing producer. So, you know, they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll, their track will be playing, a DJ will be playing their track, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And I'm like, "Do you know who this is? This is Cloves," you know. <laughs> um, so I think definitely I'm the voice, and they're the power behind that voice.
1: I know that uh, that that the Reiner's been very outspoken about their journey through the music industry and uh, the, the 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 tension that they felt between their image and the way they present and and their their musical style and. Um, I, I want to talk about, you know, I I, I don't want to that would be something to ask Reiner on, on a future uh, edition of the show. And, and I hope to do that. But maybe can you speak to what it's like uh, putting out this kind of music into a realm that is so dominated by white men currently?
2: Absolutely. I think also too something to touch about is that we didn't start out with a focus as big as a focus on the LGBTQ and POC communities. Um, and there was a lot of, you know, we wanted to make sure we were doing it for the right reasons. And, and it came organically, honestly, because when Runner was living out in Vancouver, they were really starting to do really big signings. Um, big, I mean, they are signed with some of the biggest labels. However, it just felt like we weren't getting anywhere. and. There was something in particular that happened one time where an agency had basically said, you aren't marketable to us. And what that meant in real world is that you aren't that kind of girl that we are kind of looking for because you just don't have that look. And like, you just need to do this more. You need to do this more. And like Reiner is just not that person. Like they are you know, quite introverted and, you know, they let their music kind of speak for for who they are, but they're not out there, you know, making these, you know, cloudy posts and looking like these new age kind of girls are. And therefore we are seen as unmarketable. Um, and keep in mind, like, you know, if you Google like the top 10 female artists, they have a look, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and oh, yeah. And as we started to explore that, we started to see, uh, a bigger wider community. There's tough in Seattle. They're also like a queer electronic festival that, um, just helped me to realize how many people are queer out there and female or, you know, AFAB born female at birth, um, that are completely underrepresented because they're just not seen as a marketable person. Um, it's, it's bigger than you think. And, And, you know, when we reach out to people, we'll say, like, oh, hey, like, this is our focus. And some women will say, hey, like, that doesn't make any sense to me or doesn't correlate with me. And I can be like, okay, well, you've obviously didn't have that experience uh, as big as maybe we have. And, like, that's okay. But we are extremely uh, and constantly underrepresented. um, And we, as also uh, female bodies, have to work harder. um, And, uh, play better because people expect less. They do. People will come up to you and be like, wow, you're pretty good for a girl. Mm. Like, what, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> you know? Um, and that has been a real experience.
1: Uh, in, in, in 2020, when we're, we seem to be talking about these uh, very important issues, and they seem to be kind of at the forefront, and we're talking about equity in, in music, are, are you optimistic mm-hmm. that... Uh, things are going to continue to, uh, change and evolve? Or, or do you think that the similar gatekeepers are going to just still be there, uh, when, when the industry starts to fire back up again?
2: I do think if you are a gatekeeper in this community, that isn't representing more than just cis white men, or, um, you are, you know, maybe not, you know, providing for the community in the ways that you should, people will notice that now and people want to know what they're a part of more and more. Um, I do think that the, some, at some point, some gatekeepers in the higher ups can stay in those positions for a long time, but it, it's inevitable that someone comes along and says, hey, what are you doing? Like, How are you providing? And at the same time too, this is kind of why we started our Obscure was that We were kind of tired of the gatekeepers and we were ready to change the way the community and society worked. We wanted to give more places and more platforms that were available so that maybe less people would want to just go to that one gatekeeper. Um, I do believe in change. I do think that there is change and I have seen it immeasurably in the last four years doing this record label, almost five years. Um, It's... It takes time, and it takes a lot of education. Um, like I said, it's more than being just a record label and putting out music. It's about being a community and providing for your community, and and providing resources and information, and you know. And I think it's just providing that information a lot of the time. People just don't know.
1: You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on ninety point nine FM CJSW, and I'm chatting with Emerence Merkel. They are the co-founder of obscure music and we're taking a walk through some releases on the label right now hey emirance thanks for joining me hey it's really great to chat with you and hang out and we could just i could talk to you all day but we should listen to some more music uh up next is a track by an artist called rebug tell me about this
2: rebug is calgary born what's up we're really proud of this one we definitely had to put it in the show because um we haven't had any specific other than Reiner, of course, but like to put out a full Calgary roots label. this our release. this was the first one, uh, which was quite new. Uh, Rebug, if you don't know, is Mark, Mark Adam, one of the best producers out there in Calgary, uh, always has a surprise for me uh, with his partner. and uh, they started doing live music together, I think last year. Um, but this was one of their projects. They had sent it over to Reiner and we took one listen to it and we're like, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this is what, was our first release of the year. Um, uh, for 2020. Yeah. For 2020.
1: It seems like last year, but no, it was this year. (laughs) Um,
2: and it's to me very much like that techno, uh, very live, um, Kind of release that we we always are looking for.
1: Awesome! Uh, shout out Mark Adam, aka Rebug. Here's expletive schema. You're listening to 90.9 FM, CJSW, and we're listening to a track by a local producer, Rebug, a.k.a. Mark Adam, called Expletive Schema, and it's on the Untitled EP, released in January 2020 on Obscure Music. And I'm hanging out with Obscure Music co-founder, Amaranth. Hello. Hello. So we just listen to some music from Mark Adam and we have one more track to play from the label today but of course if folks want to listen to any music from Obscure Music where should we send them?
2: We are on band- I would send you to Bandcamp right now as sometimes Bandcamp is waiving royalty fees so if you do that all of the money goes directly to our artists and uh, obscure on Bandcamp is the way you can also do Beatport if you're on Beatport um, as far as streaming too we have a ton on our SoundCloud
1: awesome and I want to uh, emphasize it's O-B-S-K-U-R obscure is spelt in an obscure way but you'll find it
2: <laughs>
1: okay this next track and the, the, the final track we're going to listen to is uh, an exciting one for me because I love this artist and I I love this release. Tell me about Do You Even Acid that came out in June of this year.
2: Oh, yeah. So, okay. Um, well, no one knows this about me. I have I have an Aquarius rising. So the thing about me is I am all about building the most intense community uh, releases. And so this one uh, was really important to me because it's an entirely female queer compilation Um, from all over the globe and it's packed full of the most unique acid experiences. I would say, uh, the new age, um, in this track in particular, being the one I wanted to showcase because, uh, if you don't know who Creatown Acid is, you should. Um, we are so lucky that we found all of these artists, um, but in particular, this track just like blew my mind. Um, Do you even acid came actually from uh, New Year's a couple of years ago? I was pretty uh, messed up, and I said, "Do you even acid?" So <laughs> it it stayed with us uh, <laughs> to this one. So yeah, it's an entire compilation of acid tracks in uh, variants too. There's a little DMB and bass on there, which you're gonna hear in Control Freak.
1: Sweet, yeah. This track's by Koreatown Acid and um I, I got to meet jessica uh a couple of years ago at the red bull music academy base camp when it was in calgary at the national music center and uh and then i also got to hang out with jess uh, at mutech uh later on that year i guess it was just last year in 2019 so um love 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 this artist and their their music and uh let's listen to this track control freak oh. FM CJSW, you're listening to Rave Dad's Diary, and we just heard a track by Toronto's Koreatown Acid called Control Freak, and it's on the compilation, Do You Even Acid, that came out June 22nd, 2020, came out on Obscure Music, and I'm speaking right now to Obscure Music co-founder Emerence. I love the artwork for this album. Can you tell me about uh, the, I mean, it's obviously Acid Rave inspired, but who made it?
2: Me. <laughs> so I've been teaching myself graphic design, which uh, if you go back to the beginning of our label, it's just, you can see the evolution, um, which is beautiful. But um, I've, I've been really, really into aesthetics at the moment with graphic design. and Yeah, so this this one is a, the, the whole thing is it's meant to look like it's from the 90s. There's a old newspaper quote of someone talking about an 808 on it and like what it's the experience is like it being like very wobbly and like um yeah just there was the new age at the time with the 808 um so there's a little splurge on it too um and then yeah the the little man's in the in the middle is a a little clip from a a guy who was very high on drugs (laughs) (laughs) that i used um but it's meant to look like an old vinyl sleeve
1: yeah i like it i mean the more you look at it the more things you see and um yeah also just like the release has how many how many tracks on it there's 11 11 i mean that's pretty significant what was that like what kind of work did that take pulling that together
2: well actually because it's me i wanted more i was like gunning for 20 we were really gunning but um we were on a tight you know when you're working with that many artists too like the big thing for us is like, Hey, we have a deadline. However, like we want things to feel organic as possible for you. So please just like, don't feel rushed, but just know like there is a deadline. So when you have 11 artists, I mean, we had, we had 18 in the beginning, there was going to be 18 artists and it just was super hard to coordinate as that many with that deadline. Some people need a few months, you know? Um, but you know what honestly uh, it's not so bad for me. I I really enjoy that aspect of the label. It's doing the community outreach and just like the PR work and just chatting. Um yeah. Yeah, the big thing for me is that I love that there's artists from all over the world on it.
1: You're obviously not going to be connecting with people in person for for a couple of more months at least, but you have Obscure Radio which has been running now for, for some time. Tell me about Obscure Radio and how you're connecting with audiences.
2: Yeah, we're pretty lucky we had Obscure Radio. Uh, it's been happening for two years now. Um, we took a small break for some time when things got a little bit... I was, I was working a full-time job and I just took a break. But um, So I started doing that again in the spring when everything was feeling crazy. And essentially what that is, is each Friday we do a radio release on our SoundCloud, Uh, an artist, a POC, queer artist uh, somewhere in the world. Um, This last month we just did for November was uh, ambient month. So we just uh, really sunk into those emotions of the world and, you know, winter coming and we're we're trying to do something different too. It's not, it's, we we had a huge focus on techno, but things are feeling quite abrasive in the world. And, uh, we're really thinking about that with the radio and offering something kind of soothing and and healing as well.
1: Awesome. And so important.
2: We're, we're fully booked until March right now. So, um, every Friday at 12 p.m. uh, Pacific Standard Time. So that would be 1 p.m. for you. Um, We have a release that comes out for the weekend.
1: If somebody's listening to this conversation and they think, hey, this label sounds like something that I should be releasing music on, how can people get in touch with you?
2: We have uh, a submission. So submissions at obscuremusic.co.com. You can submit there. Um, uh, you can also, if you're somebody who's on Instagram, you can send us a DM We're pretty chill, um, uh, obscure techno. So OB S K U R techno is what we use for all of our handles instead of music, obscure music. We use obscure techno because it has been taken. Up. Um, so send us, send us some music, um, send us a mix. If you're like feeling something at the moment, like that's what we want to put out.
1: It's been a pleasure hanging out with you on the radio today. And uh, please do stay in touch. And I'm going to be watching closely what Obscure Music is up to in 2021 and beyond.
2: Yes, thanks so much, Paul. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Episode 21 of Rave Dad's Diary is coming to a close. Rave Dad's Diary is written, produced, and hosted by me, Paul Brooks, This show is produced on Treaty 7 land at CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, Alberta.